0: Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, the only place you can hear banter and debate from both sides of Stanley Park, whether it be blue or red. Sponsored by their clothing, Camper Kings UK and affiliation with BetMate.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Across the Park Podcast. This is our 22-23 season preview. Hope you've all enjoyed the summer break. Uh, I'm feeling quite refreshed, mainly because I'm on allergy at the moment, but um, hopefully you're all feeling refreshed and hopefully you're um, happy to hear our voices again. Um, massive thanks to, to Mildy for putting together some of the, the filler um, episodes during the summer with, with some of our uh um, or some of the friends from the show and um, some really good episodes up there. If anyone wants to check them out, they're on our YouTube. Um, so just get across to search across the park whilst I'm on that one, please subscribe. And um, I was doing the geeky thing of looking at our, our data the other day. And there's so many people who listen to our podcast. I think it's 80% of the people who listen to our podcast. You haven't actually subscribed, please subscribe. It does help us. It's only a small thing. Just click that button in the bottom left, bottom right hand corner. Um, and and yeah, do us a favour, really. It's really massive for our, for our egos and 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 for a few pennies, <laughs> few extra pennies that we get in there as well. So please do that. Uh, while I'm on it, thanks to our long-term sponsors, Camper Kings UK. Can't be a better time to get out in a, in a camper van now that that crazy heat wave's over. I wouldn't have fancied being in a camper van during that time, but now that it is and, and we're back to normal British weather, brilliant time to get out in a a camper van get up to the lakes or get down to North Wales so massive thanks to them Uh, their clothing have got a 70% sale on at the moment so get across and take advantage of that sale Um, right, as Teddy used to always say let's get right into it Um, first lads obviously as I touched on before it's been been quite a, a, a long break away from not only the podcast but from football as we know it, how's things been going for
0: you guys how have you found the break? loved it absolutely (laughs) loved it as you know judgy i aged about 10 years watching everton last season if that was even possible i think many evertonians i speak to will agree we i think we were just ready for the end of that season that crystal palace game was just the emotional roller coaster of of having that pint at half time and and staring into the abyss excuse me as we said on the 24 years podcast to then have that night that we had where we come back and then the Arsenal game was a bit of a write-off, wasn't it? We were all just hoping the Liverpool didn't win the league on that Sunday, and it was a nice way to end this season to be an Evertonian. But I don't know about you, but I was definitely, definitely ready for the break and I've enjoyed it. Two minutes yeah.
2: fifty seconds it took them to mention we didn't win the league. <laughs> Two minutes fifty. <laughs> I made mean, all season. I mean, all
0: season.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, similar Millsy. To be fair, um <clears throat> it was a, it was a it was a tough all season for a, for a number of reasons and. And I I'd like to say that the, the preseason has brought us loads more optimism, but we'll get onto that later on. It hasn't quite been the case. Uh Reds.
2: Yeah, similar to be fair. I was I was quite happy for the break. Uh it was a very, very long season for us as played every single game. And for the for the end of it to to work out our taste. I know we come away with two trophies, but to lose the two biggest ones in, in the last week of the season, it, it was it was a bit of a, a mindfuck if it if if you don't mind me saying, so you
0: must have saved a few quid this summer as well. You must have been skint come May because, like you said, it was a long season. You used to were going to most places, weren't you?
2: Absolutely skint. Yeah, still, still paying for it now. I think, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, long may that continue? Though I hope we do it again this season, and I'll be more skint next at the end of next season. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time for a break for us. You know, it was the, the, the few weeks off that we've had, and and, and not have to. You know, worry about are we going to do this? Are we going to win that? Are we going to are City going to win that game? it was just, it's nice to have the break, but absolutely can't wait to get back into it now.
3: Yeah, and that's it. I mean, you know, I echo what Gary said really, but then you know that sort of break, and then I think there was still a little bit sort of anger over us, wasn't there? It's was like you know what, what's happening with the transfers. You know, looked like Mane or Salero, or maybe even both were going to go, and it turned out it was Mane who was going. um, then obviously, you know, we still hadn't resolved. The sort of Salah contracting, and I think for that to all be done and dusted now, and then for us to make a bit of a statement and you know go into the market in a big way, um, get who someone who's basically seen as one of the you know the top talents in Europe and and add him to the roster, I think that's you know give everyone a little bit of a boost, does not it? Um, and I think you know just watching the pre season games, you see the way like Salah's being playing, and it feels like a little bit of a weight come off his shoulders a little bit, and he's a he's a bit more well rested and stuff because. Just didn't look quite right, did he? You know, I think he only scored four goals after March, didn't he? Um, at, at the back end of last season, so he looks like he's 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 a lot fresher. He looks like maybe now that the contract situation sorted, he's a he's a bit more fluid and more fluid and yeah, and ready to get going again now.
1: I don't want to break the silence there. Just waiting. Just waiting. That was <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. J- just wanted to obviously touch on. I said. I say touch on it. Um, the the summer over the last few weeks has, has been dominated by the the Euros from the women's. Um, you know, football obviously taking place in the UK. It was a massive occasion for for women's football and, and you know and for the country. I mean, every single tournament that the men have had over the last. 30 years has all been about it's coming home and and trying to trying to win a trophy. And the women have made it look easy. Pretty much the first time they've had any attention on and they've smashed it. So massive credit to, to the women. I mean, I, I was I was over here in Mallorca on on Sunday when the final took place and we had a few few friends over and, and the kids were watching it. We made a little bit of a it made a big deal out of it. I thought it was class. I mean, seeing Wembley full um, you know, for a for a, for a women's game was it was a massive occasion. It was the biggest attendance in a in a, in a European, European, or a European Championships game in England, which is which is which is brilliant in itself. But I don't know about you. Regardless of the football, because there's there's been, I think there's, there's definitely been two sides to the fence. Let's be honest. There's been the people who've just celebrated it for what it is. It, you know, it's momentous. It's it's, um, it's a it's a huge achievement for women's football. And there's been people who've said, well, let's compare it to men's footy, but coming away from the football itself, I just think, like, the atmosphere and, and everything about it has been a bit of breath of fresh air. You even listened, like, at the, within the first few minutes of the game. You know, like, the way you have that kind of cheer or that roar, you could hear so many more children in the crowd, which I thought was great. You know, like, I think at times, regardless of, of the, you know, the football size and whatever, I think that the atmosphere at times in men's, in footy, in footy grounds can be quite hostile. And at times, you do feel a little bit uncomfortable bringing your kids. I mean, I've known I've known myself bringing my daughter, and and now in the next few years, hopefully I'll be bringing my son. You know, you, you don't expose them to the type of language and and the aggression that 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 like you sometimes see in football stadiums. <clears throat> you didn't really see that or hear it in in the women's game, and that's what I thought was quite was quite nice, and and um and it seemed like a more just a more friendly atmosphere.
0: But it's it's like that. I, I take note over to the um, the women's Everton games because it's it's around the corner from where I live, um, and the atmosphere is like you've said. This it's night and day. There's no swearing. Um, it is like a, a bit of a carnival. You get balloons and stuff and, and horns, and and you can hear that with with the England games. I, I think away from that, what this does now is it just inspires a new generation of kids, whether it be boys or girls. I mean, I, I know there's always the thing with the city and the connection to the. England football team, but I go back to regardless of that. I go back to when I was a kid, Euro 96 for me was just amazing. And I was right behind as a little, as a young boy, right behind the country. And I think there's kids that age who would have done it again this summer. And there'll be more kids now wanting wanting to buy football boots, wanting to play football. And in turn, what that does is it gets families back on the parks and doing other things, getting kids out. I think it's massive that it happens in this country. I think it's massive that the media got behind it and um, yet the standard of the game, it's still it's still improving. It's it's a way away from from what you know some men's fixtures Like if you watch a, a men's Champions League final, for instance, against a women's one, there is going to be a difference in class. But I think at this juncture of where the where that women's game is, you've got to remove yourself a little bit from that and just appreciate it for what it is. And it it was just a real fun tournament and it was a real fun Sunday and my house when they won. Yeah, I think I, I think you're
3: right. I mean, you can definitely tell with the atmosphere that it is more jovial and and, and more relaxed, and it is probably more family based. And you know, that's a good thing, isn't it? As Millsy said, he takes his lad to the games and stuff. And you know what I mean. It it, it, it families are enjoying it more. Great, because nailed it there. Like sometimes, you know, football matches are hostile. And to be honest, I think football atmosphere is over the last couple of years getting even more toxic than than you know they were in the two thousands and and stuff. Um, just, I don't know. We've seen more like people invading the pitch and stuff, haven't we? I don't mean like yeah. you got on at the end of the yeah. game. I mean, like, we've seen players be assaulted on the pitch and stuff. So, you know, there's definitely a sort of bit of a slide back to that sort of the dark days um, of the football crowd. So, you know, I think you know having families having you know outlets where they can take in in a more safer environment is definitely better for for the game. And yeah, fair play to the women, you know, going and winning it. I, I think you know I, I won't I won't make any bones about it. I don't really enjoy watching it. I just don't think the standard's quite good enough for me to enjoy it. Um but no, that doesn't mean I don't want them to go and win it. Uh, you know, and, and, and the and the ladies who are playing and, and the kids who are watching it obviously absolutely do enjoy it and love it and more power to them. You know what I mean? It um, and it, it makes me laugh that I don't really watch it like England games full stop, the men's, you know what I mean? As as we know, on this podcast, <laughs> but it makes me laugh that the women, you know, we hosted in, in England and the women go and win it before the men win it. Which just oh, like, it was,
0: it was a boss tweet. I seen a boss tweet, I, I don't know who it was, it, it was a, a female supporter on our on our Twitter, and she just put up, If you want a job doing, go and do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, fair point. So,
3: no, fair, fair point, you know what I mean? And I think it has been, it, it probably gave you know. Think people in this country need something like sort of you know, a a, a good story to sort of get behind and the and, yeah. and a feel good story. And I think you know, in fairness to them, the lionesses have provided really, haven't they? Because yeah. you look around, and everything else is miserable at the moment, so yeah. li- <laughs> a little bit of a bright spot and an otherwise miserable sort of uh period. So,
2: yeah, yeah, I like sort of I, I don't I could only really echo what Teddy said. I I don't really pay attention to any international football, whether it be men or women, um, but I must say, I did turn it on on Sunday, I did put the final on and thought, you know, I'll, I'll be a glory hunter, I'll, I'll watch it at the end. <laughs> and, yeah, do you know what, that first goal, Jesus Christ. It's of course, many extension. of them goals in the Prem, never, mind, never no. mind a women's game, it was class. The ball yeah. from the, I don't know if she's, she's centre-back or, a, or defensive mid or whatever, but the well, ball from, it was, from, it was yeah. unbelievable. And then the finish was class. <clears> yeah.
1: No, no, and, and I think I said that in I group, Says so anyone who's got any doubts about the quality at times in, in, in women's football, look at that finish because you, you know you'd be proud of it of any player and any player in the world would be proud of that finish. But yeah, no, I, that's I the
3: think, think, quality of men's
0: football.
1: Watch it,
0: You're yeah, right. exactly.
3: oh. yeah, because, you
1: proved right. How long's
0: you, that man. took? 11 minutes, yeah.
1: Get it in there. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, back, back to matters of hand, just, just, just to underline it. Con- massive congratulations to the women, Um, you know, and, and as, as Millsy put so so quaintly there, I think it's a, to, it's a really Really good opportunity and a good springboard for 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 them and, and, and for everyone in football. So back to matters at hand, because we are across the park podcast. The Terry's just reminds us. Um
3: <laughs>
1: let let let's touch on obviously the you know the the preseason for for both teams. We're obviously not gonna go game by game. We're just gonna talk about generally the you know the the outcomes of preseason, how you fe- how you feel it's gone as a as a club, um from a I guess a a workout point of view, because that's what they are, the workouts, and, and and how well prepared you think your your team are for the season. So we'll start with the blues, Millsy. Um I mean, I, I, from my perspective, I think um, you know, the the preparations haven't been fantastic on and off the pitch. You know, mm. the, the 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 tour of America from a from a workout point of view, the, the manager made no bones about it. It was <coughs> it was poor, it was somewhat embarrassing. Certainly to get yeah. beat by an MLS team four 0 is is nothing short of embarrassing. Um and and he's also, you know, he's he's not um he's made no bones about it that he doesn't think that the you know we're well prepared off the pitch in terms of the to the squad. That's that's obviously livened up what's it's picked up over the last seven days. What are your thoughts on on I guess the the position we're in going into the season?
0: It was interesting, after the uh, the Blackpool game, uh, the Blackpool away game followed the Minnesota game, didn't it? And, and Frank Lampard said after it that he asked for a reaction because he knew there was going to be an awful lot of Evertonians in the stadium. I think to be asking for a reaction from your players in pre-season shows the mentality of what we have in that session room. But after pre-season, he's asking for a reaction, or during pre-season, he's asking for a reaction. And, you know, by all means, Everton played well against Blackpool. Everton played well against Dynamo <laughs> Kiev on Friday. I was at that game as well for for all of 30 minutes before my little boy wants to go home. It was a bit too much for him, like he's no one the WhatsApp groups, but I did watch the second half of that game at home, and I think Everton played well. I, I think you probably watched more of it than me, because I was leaving when Everton was all done under the cosh, and that's as close as you're going to get to the Chelsea game. That's that At least that system, maybe not the person what I'm taking from it, is Everton going to start the season with this three at the back, whether that's a 3-4-3, three, four, three, four, three, a 3-4-2-1, three, a 3-5-2, I don't know, but I think what I'm taking from pre-season... That's the system, but we certainly haven't got the personnel going into it. I think going into this summer, we're not thick. We knew someone had to leave before June 30th. That someone happens to be our top goal scorer. Have you replaced him with four games before we kick off? Absolutely not. Have Everton done some shrewd business? It's all opinions. Some would say yes. They've got, they've got to do it a certain way. Everton have got to make these down payments. And Denise Barrett-Baxdale said in programme notes for the Kiev game that they're showing at the learned and not just now giving teams what they want and that can be looked as, as a positive. But personnel-wise, going in Judgy, I don't think we're ready.
1: No, I agree. Um, I, I think I think the top the headline, as you said, is is Richarlison leaving and, and is not replacing those goals. I've said it <clears> so many times, and it's not just the goals. It's it's the it's, the, it's his influence on the team. It, it's his work rate. It's his it's the nuisance factor. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think th- I think someone tweeted it the other day. We played ten games without him last season and picked up five points. You know that 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 sums it up. Um, yeah. So it, it you know regardless of how we excited for next season. What's that? That's just got me excited for next season. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that I think that is the biggest factor. I mean, the the two potential ink or you know players you've been linked with, if you like, directly replacing them, and we're not sure if we might get both of them at the moment. A corner and Batshuayi. Now Batshuayi is not the player to reflect Richardson on and off the ball. He's not a nuisance. I have just seen
2: something on Twitter. Literally before we come on, that I don't know if it was an official Everton statement, but some mods come out and said Everton are absolutely not in for Batshuayi. Okay, well that's a relief for me. I think he would have added a little bit of
1: depth to the squad. As in, like you know, at the moment our 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 backup striker is Rondon, so you know you, you can't you can't say much more about that. Um, however, if that was going to be the the like for like replacement, then it was going to be a lot further, you know, wider the mark than we need. Is is a, a bad acquisition, in my opinion. I think he's a very similar profile to Richardson. Um, you know, he's he's very hustle and bustle. He's a very physical player. He's got a lot of quality. You know, to score, t- you know, nine, ten goals, I think it was for Burnley, and in just just over twenty games, you know, for that Burnley side is is not to be. Not to be sniffed at. he's very versatile. He can play in different positions, like <coughs> for Charleston across the front line. I think that's perfect for me. You know that it's been rumored, heavily rumored, that you know a lot of factors of that deal are done, but we just can't quite get to a, an upfront figure that Burnley are happy with. I think it's going to be one of them that if we can't, you know, it's just going to be I think a last minute thing that we just pull the trigger last minute if we can't yeah. get there.
0: I think the I think the end of the transfer window is where we're going to be our busiest, and, and mm. historically that's how Everton have operated it. When when there's been tight finances, Everton have tried to for whatever reason they don't want to pay a wage in July, they don't want to pay a standard on fee straight away, or, or they think they're going to get a better deal going in to the last week. But I completely agree. I, I think someone like Corney would be a, would be a good sign. Would, would he set the world alight? Would he push Everton temporarily up the table? No. Would he help to replace for Charlton? I think so. But I also think you need someone else because there was times last season when we had Charleston and Anton and Calvert-Lewin, and then we only had Bonds on, and it wasn't enough. So I, I think
1: you, I, I think though, touching on on the on the um the way that Lampard's looking to play and and the, you know the positions he's looking to occupy, I think he only wants two or two maybe three at the most forwards. I don't think he wants more than I, I, th- I think two centre forwards. In this squad is probably enough. You know, when you look it's, at yeah. the, the acquisition of D- Dwight McNeil, you look at Gordon, you look at Tamari Gray, you know, you look at if you like Townsend being fourth choice, I think there's enough depth in there in the way that Lampard's looking to play for us to have it. If we add another forward of the Ilk of Corne and we add Dominic D- calvert Lewin as well, I-, I honestly think that's you know, whether it's a good enough quality is is only only time will tell. But I think personnel wise, I think it's enough.
0: I think we'd get I think we'd get caught out at some point this season but with, with, with a with I've got that. no doubt about that do.
1: but 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 relative to where we are and, and the resources we've got at our disposal, I think that's as good as it's gonna get. Yeah when, when, and,
0: you're when the right window and you probably right well, the window shuts on it on the first of September, but I I think judges right. It it's down to resources. I, I think if we weren't it, it's the it's the unperfect storm at the minute for Everton, because what we need is what we can't go and get. Now Rumors now Garner Guy is coming back. I'm excited by that. But when I when I when I take those blue glasses off or tinted glasses, I haven't seen him for three years. Not now. Some of you may watch PSG more. I, I don't watch PSG, so I, I don't know if he's going to come back and be able to, to cope with a, a Chelsea at home and a half five okay. and a pace day player. Can he go to Anfield and help Everton try and get a result? Is is there's he still two, that two, good?
1: There's two factors, there's three actually um with the Ghana Guy thing. One <coughs> is the league itself. And couple that with the team he's playing for. The games he played in the league for PSG last, last year, 80% of the time they've got the ball. And all he's having to do is kind of... Like, he's not really on the ball. He's just putting himself in a position where he just puts out that fire every now and again. Mm. The second thing is, I think, in the Champions League has been where he's been at his best for PSG. And that's where they maybe have less of the ball. So that's a positive. So there's like one and the other there. The third is, again, a double-edged one. It's his age and it's the league he's coming into. You know, he's aged three you know, three more years, he's 32, turning him 33, and he's coming to a significantly faster league where he's going to be having less of the ball, so there's more demand mm-hmm. of him. So I think it's a... I agree with you. I think it's as good as we could have got for, for what we've got available financially. However, I don't think it's going to be the same guy that we that we give away or we we sold three years ago. Yeah.
0: The interesting one as well is, is at times in pre-season, he's played Delhi Alley as a false nine. At, at mm. times in games, and maybe that's an option that maybe in game he's going to do. Sometimes they have go one up in a game, and he wants to see the last twenty. Well, the thing out. is
1: though that that's the thing. If you have Gordon, for example, and <laughs> Corney playing off a false nine, that probably works because they're both mm. quick enough to get in the and you have a, a nine like he's not. lucked Delhi Ali, it still remains to be seen whether he can recapture the form that he that he, that he you know produced at Tottenham or, or earlier. But it, it it's more of that type of firmino type person isn't he? He's not necessarily, but he just hasn't got the work rate. Um, so he's I, not got I, long
0: he... either, he's not got long because there's a, no. there's a payment due, isn't there? And, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know how many games away. I think it's 20 games, they get 10 million. And I imagine mm. he's not halfway through, but come mm. October, I imagine we're going to be having to say, to say to one another, do we pay the 10 million for this guy, or do we sit him on the shelf till January and see what we can do? So he, he hasn't got long, Deli
1: no. Well, before we move on, then let's let's just try and bottom it out and, and move on to the Reds. The couple of questions we're going to ask you is one: Would you be happy if the end of the window, the the last three signings we made, which are the ones that are heavily rumoured, K Maxwell, Corney, and Ross Barkley, window closes? Are you happy with that, considering what we're working with?
0: Um Look, I'm I'm not going to be happy with that. No, but. Uh, would I see it for what it is? Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I Terry has it got me all the time. The Banton debate that Mills wants a big name. That Mills wants these, and I, and I do. I was I was excited by James Rodriguez. I, I was, James Rodriguez. Sorry, I was excited by Romelu Lukaku. I, I, I do want the best players playing for Everton, but I understand the situation we're in now. Do, does Ross Barkley improve Everton? Yeah. If Ross, this is how bad it is. If Ross Barkley scores three goals next season in thirty-eight games, he improves that midfield. That's how bad it is. So you've got to look at it for what it is. If Barclay comes in, he comes in. If if Corney comes in to replace for Charleston, Corney comes in to replace with Charleston. Us as fans have showed how what a big difference we can make by being positive. So yeah, privately, well done, and sometimes just on just before, podcast, before we go past that though, before
1: go. we go past that, you spoke about two players need, needed to replace with Charleston. If yeah. you've got Corney and 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 let's make the assumption now, if we're going to be optimistic that Dwight McNeil recaptures the form that he had a couple of seasons ago, because last season, by all accounts, based on his stats, was a bit of a one-off. The seasons before that, he's always had eight, nine, ten assists or you know, five or six goals. Let's assume that we get that Dwight McNeil, he's still only 22, by the way, yeah. um, and we get a Maxwell Corney that, that gets us 12, 13, 14 goals, which is more than what Richarlison generally got us. Is that not improving the, the,
2: the squad?
0: If, if if the numbers you've just said happen then then yeah but like you said there Corney's done it once I mean we've looked at McNeil's stats and on paper he doesn't give you anything now we've seen something different in pre-season already with him in the one game but if you look at that on paper I'm not looking at Dwight McNeil to come in and, and really boost our numbers this this team for me lacks a number of things mm-hmm. and what, what we can't afford to lack next season is goals we have not replaced the with Dwight McNeil we need someone no. else we need a goal scorer
1: No that's what I'm saying though if Corney comes in as well as him
0: if Courtney comes in and does what Richarlison did, then Everton haven't improved. And I can't go through that again. We need a goal Fair scorer. Enough. I, I I've been happy with, I know we haven't seen a lot of them, but what I've read about them, I, as have been happy, and I, I still would be happy if Everton can do something with Brozier. If you can get Brozier into to fight for the number nine shape with Tom lewin and, and try and score goals. But we, we we need goals before the end of the window. That's my opinion. Fair enough.
1: Um, last one then before we go. Just to, And again, this is just a generally positive note. Tarkowski, what a massive, what a yeah. massive plus he's been in terms yeah, of just leadership and and confidence and and, and you know that presence yeah. that we haven't had for quite some
0: time. All three words there: presence, leadership, confidence. Yeah, and confidence is a big thing. How many times have we seen Michael Keane have a bad game, and we've said to each other, "That's him gone for eight weeks now. He won't get over it. He'll be up on night thinking about that bad game." You yeah, he mean it for us. As great as centre-half he is, you, you can't rely on him. So, so, therefore, he's not a leader on the pitch. So, so, if you can get Tarkowski, if you keep him fit, he looks already to be uh, a, a really good sign. He, he got the assist in against Dynamo Kiev, which, which we, we've not had for a while from centre-half playing the ball through. He, One of our kids, Stanley Mills, has a bit of a ding-dong in America and he was right over there saying, come to me. Stop fronting our kids, come to me. He looks like a leader. And, and if we're not going to be playing Seamus Coleman lot like this season, then we needed that to come in, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so moving have on to the Red. Then,
2: def- have you brought any other defenders in, or is it just Harkous? Le- Left Lef- no. back on
0: loan.
1: Yeah, so that uh, Ruben Vinagre. Or, uh, Vinagre he, was at, yeah. he was at Wolves. He went to a uh, sport in Lisbon. We, we've we've got him on loan, and then and then to a certain extent, Patterson is because he only played one game and, and done oh, his course, ACL yeah, or whatever. He, he from he, He's fit again. So, and and you know what? That that's again. I don't want to drag our section any really long, but that that's that's not to be underestimated. We made yeah. a, you know it was our. From a financial point of view, is our, our big one of our biggest signers last season, and we didn't really get to see him due to an injury. He's got a lot of a lot of promise, and I, I think in preseason, to a certain extent, he's shown, particularly in that Blackpool game and and, and at Kiev as well. He looked like a player that can that can give us maybe the legs that the Coleman hasn't got anymore. But anyway, over to the Reds, Teddy touched on the obviously the most significant signing of, of Darwin Nunes, and and you know he's as a. A preseason, which is expect for a new signing, but you know the game against Man City certainly shown what what he can offer. And and for me, I looked at that signing, particularly the way he was against Man City, and he looked like the type of player you've been craving for years. You know, somebody who can really dominate that box and, and and give you that like different dimension, of you can you can go along to him, can't you?
3: Yeah, I think you know there's always been. I wouldn't say it's a criticism because I mean we score so many goals with our, our, our forwards that we've got, but. There's always been a little bit of a, a criticism that, you know, when we come up against really sort of low block teams, we we don't really have a plan B, you know, like a, some something else that we can we can turn to. We've got brilliant delivery from from the likes of Trent and Robertson, but generally we don't get to the byline and put balls in, or we don't look to you know to put balls into the box from deep. When we have done it is when we've looked like we're panicking a little bit in a game and we're throwing aimless balls, you know, in, into the box, like a bit like what we've done against Spurs when we were drawing against Spurs, you know, the the, the back end of last season, where it, it, it just feels like you know, we we don't really have that sort of person that target man if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. I think you know Marnay going look like, and it will be a big miss. You know he's a brilliant player for us, absolutely <coughs> class. But bringing in someone like Nunes. A young, physical, very, very quick player who looks like he's got an eye for goal gives us that different option. You know, it add add him to what we've already got with the likes of Salah, and Jota and Firmino and stuff. and we feel, It feels like a bit more of a rounded attack as opposed to three or four players, and, and Diaz, three or four players that are all very similar. Um, Just to so, say the
2: yeah. thing is that the, the Diaz signing in January that, that to me feels like that was meant to be done in the summer. Only yeah. Spurs, Spurs made a move on him, so we had to make our move that's and free. get him. So he was, I, I think we always knew that He was going by the looks yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, so they've got Diaz in when they did because of Spurs. Um, and then that's opened the door for, for a, another big sign. So that the fact that Nunes is coming as well, they were probably meant to be our two big signings this summer. They've yeah. obviously been looking at they haven't just made a, a knee jerk reaction to sign no, no, them they've obviously watched them and liked them and, and wanted to get them. So <clears throat> I think we've always planned for Diaz to be managed manage replacement as opposed to it being Nunes. And Nunes has come into as you have you been saying hey, give us that different dimension. You know, it, it, I think what you were referring to before is the fact that Firmino's been our main number nine for years. And as good as he's been that, that, that you know the job that he's done we, we've always said he creates the space for Mane and uh, Salah. He's, he's been linked away
0: isn't he with juventus for me and yeah but know. he's come out and rubbish to okay
2: yeah he's come out and said he's, he wants to stay at Liverpool, and, and klopp's come out and said that he wants to keep him as well he's got a major major role to play so yeah, I don't think he'll be going anywhere. But yeah, Firmino's rolling in Philippe. And, 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 and Mills, He's always laughed at it and stuff. But it wasn't really two get-goals. It was to link the midfield to the attack and to create the space and and, and link up with them to the, the two wide forwards. Um, it's, I'm, I'm
0: learning not to laugh. Trust me, this podcast is killing. <laughs> Since this podcast started, it's been hell. 2018, we started this. It started
2: so well for you as the well. Last week,
0: the, the last week of, of last season, I was nearly, that was me done. Everton getting relegated, you <laughs> winning the lot. That was have been me walking away. I'm learning not to laugh, my friends. don't worry.
2: I think I'd have walked away from footy if that had happened. That would have <laughs> been this. You can't go any better.
0: <laughs> Do you know what? You're talking about your pre-season. A sidebar here, you might not agree. I feel like your pre-season has gone on forever. I think ours has been a bit short, but yours feels like you're playing all the time. Uh, we played a few games. I don't,
3: I don't think we 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 played... I thought ours was, like, reasonably late starting. Because, like, when we played Man U, they'd they started their preseason season well before us, I not they? had a couple had of games ago. That seems like uh, ages
0: ago. It seems like forever That
3: Yeah, yeah. But we have played a lot of games. We've been, you know, we've been playing, like, two some weeks, in, you know, close together and stuff like that. Um, and it's it's been a bit of a miss, the pre which they always are. But I think what's pleasing is that, you know, Although the charity shield is still, you know, it's not as competitive as a as a league game or whatever or a proper, you know, in once the season starts game, going against City, it's always going to be a contested game. You know what I mean? And it's
2: probably the to, most most um, aggressive charity shield game there's ever been. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. But like,
3: it's it, it's like getting stronger towards the end of pre season is what you want to see and i think that's what we saw against city Do you know what i mean and yeah. even even though it's not a massive thing the charity shield it still strikes a bit of a psychological blow you know what i mean that like we're we're basically saying to them on the day, we're still here do you know what i mean when we yeah. when we play against you there's as good a chance of us beating you as you have yeah. beaten us and
2: i'll be honest i've not but, i've not really watched preseason season that much I, I, I don't really tend to tend to watch it because for me it, it is all about i don't it wouldn't bother me if we lost every preseason season game because it's all about fitness, that. It, it's not a big deal, is it? it you, you could lose every single game as long as you're ready and prepared for that first game of the season. That's all that matters. The first, first one I watched properly for the full full ninety minutes was the City game, um, wow. and that's just because it was the Charity Shield. It was got. It was we were playing City, and that's the one before or the the, the main one before the season starts. It was it
0: was fireworks yeah. by
2: yours? Wasn't it Terry for the Charity Shields, <laughs> win? It was Terry. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I've, so, seen some, but, I've, seen,
0: I've seen some great shouts, you know, like, Klopp's won the lot, I've seen it all, and I take great pleasure in just sending a picture to Moreno in that Euro- Europa League final in 2016. Taking great pleasure in that shout, Klopp's won the lot, not quite, boys, not quite.
2: All the big uh, ones he's won.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just one of them, I, I agree, like, pre-season, it's nothing to get too hung up about but. I do like to see us getting in, getting the wins, and starting to you know look like we're putting it together again. So sort of moving away from just the fitness components and starting to there's about Teddy's patterns. Yeah. <laughs> <in> the busy just there about Teddy's fireworks background. <laughs> <laughs> starting to see the patterns, you know what I mean. And and I think you know what it has it has been it has been as I say we've got better towards the end of the pre-season period. And we're starting to see, and I think we we do look like we're ready. As I said before, I think Salah looked really sharp. The charity shield, um, you know, Thiago looked really good, you know, again, so it looks like if we can keep him fit, he's going to be a very important player for us this season. So,
2: I think one of, it, we, we sort of skimmed over it, but I think one of the biggest things for us this preseason has been Salah's contract. You know, yeah, you saw exactly. at the very start yeah. saying like he, he, he looks like there's a bit of a monkey off his back and stuff, but I think that's probably it. The, the fact that if we'd have went into the season and that was still not, not done and we, we were still weren't sure what was going to happen, if we were going to be having to sell him in January or he was going to go on a free at the end of the season, that would have weighed heavy on us that all season. Yeah. That would have all, yes. all you'd have seen. If he'd have had a bad game, that's all the press have jumped on. That's all all, all you know, you'd know you have seen all over Twitter and, and all social media. So the fact that now that's done and dusted, it, it's out the window, that it can't even be talked about now. I think that's a massive, massive thing for Liverpool. And the fact that you've seen, as you're saying there, you've seen in Charlie Shield, he looks sharp. He looks, he looks keen to get going again. And I, I, just think that was probably potentially even bigger than bringing Nunes in because to have Salah at is at, at the level that we know he can be at is is imperative to why we play.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I mean. They, they, are they, the big parts. But if you look at like you know the rest of. It- the rest of the summer I mean what do you make of of the signings that we've made guys you know it, do you think it's enough going into the season like when, when you look at our team because obviously we signed Ramsey you know to give back up to Trent which I think is important you know I've said it in the past I, I still think we need a viable option at right back you know to yeah. to give us to give us chances to rotate Trent out the team for rest and stuff but also you know to, to let them know that there is you know a live option there and um, I think we've seen that with Simicast, it's been a blessing, hasn't it? You no, know, to be able to I have him to about, come yeah. on Robertson. So we signed Ramsey, we brought Carvalho in, which obviously we knew was happening ahead of time, but he's looked like a very, a very lively prospect, hasn't he? he looks like I like to is-
2: And I think one of the big things with young players is having having confidence to be able to break into the team without it becoming arrogant. So I think that's got to be a big thing on it on his behalf. He, he can't become like what Jones seems to have be become like. But I think what what I did like about him in, in an interview we had, he said um, he wants to he, he sees himself as being part of the Portugal squad for the World Cup, and that's his aim to, to make himself in, put himself in contention to be in the Portugal squad to go to Qatar. So the fact that that's on his mind shows that he's he's just expecting to be part of the team yeah. playing playing yeah. a lot of games to be noticed. Yeah. yeah. So for, for me that, that that's a big thing as well. If he's coming in that that confidence and you know if he, if he can start well. It, it, it can only it can only be good for Liverpool and he what we've seen of him he looks confident he looks like he always wants to go forward, he's not scared to have the ball he's not scared to run with it I, I think he could be a great addition
3: yeah I I think he's looked good in pre season you know he he, he obviously the instant comparison is to like a Coutinho isn't it because he plays the same yeah. sort of way he's got the same sort of stature he's got the same sort of haircut and stuff so you <laughs> you just see it like you see you see him as like a little Coutinho you know in that same sort of place but. I think he has. I think he's looked really sharp, you know, and, and it looks like Klopp sort of will give him opportunities, I think, in, in, in the season.
2: Um, well, another big compliment to, to him as well, as Klopp said, he doesn't know where he's gonna play him because he's got that many attributes, he's got that he, he can play in that many positions. He's still trying to work out what his best position is. So I think for us, if, if he's gonna be able to come in and cover like the the, the front of the, the midfield three, or he can play along the front three. That's just it's great to have them options, especially if you oh, know, yeah, it's
3: the same on the other side, isn't he?
2: You know what yeah, I mean? He can, the sort
3: of channel. he can play a little bit as the advanced midfielder. He has got he's got that sort of that side, you know, that side to his game as well. Yeah,
0: and you, you know absolutely like, peaked play... there. You know, we have peaked as a podcast comparisons to haircuts of old players. <laughs> us. Is that why Darwin Nunes is being called Andy Carroll, is it, or just because he's not that good?
2: <laughs> oh, you're gonna, ruin, called, that. You? You're I gonna ruin that! You can't help myself. I
0: can't, can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Derbies in fucking four, four weeks. Oh yeah, Andy Carroll's
1: not that good, is. Mills, and,
2: and he still ruins our, nah. our Yeah, yeah. not <laughs> out the FA Cup. Yeah,
0: can't help myself. Yeah, you have him now. he's does worst
3: enemy mills. <laughs> um, but no, you know. So I, I think them, as you say, having them options is is. is, is it's definitely op, op, options up front and options, you know, in and around the the attacking sort of areas on the flanks is is, is definitely welcome. But I think a big story this summer's been Klopp, hasn't it? Because he's been saying, you know, he's disappointed with the way people keep saying we're light in midfield. But yeah. I, I think I think he's doing his best to sort of give a bit of air cover to the midfield. There, I mean, let's be honest. I think the links to Duke Bellingham, we know that we're, we're looking for, you know, a, a, a proper prospect to come into that midfield. I'm looking at our midfield, and I'm still thinking that that's the worry for me—the area that I am a little bit yeah. worried
2: about. But I think what we've always seen with Klopp is he's never gonna—he's never gonna bring in a stopgap, is he? If he's—if no. he's gonna play, if the rumors are right and we are gonna be in for Bellingham and we're looking to bring him in next summer, he's not gonna bring in someone for to just to keep keep his space warm. You know, I think the fact that we were in for that kid is only one of time pronounce his name—the one who went to Madrid.
3: Chowmani or whatever. His
2: yeah, name is. that's why I didn't want to try and pronounce it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the fact that we were in for him, he, he, I think him and Bellingham are sort of similar players, aren't they? So uh, and I am expecting, and I think I will be disappointed if we don't manage to get the Bellingham one over the line. If not now, for next year, uh, very early on next summer, Um because mm. it is it is exactly what we need. We need a young player who's who's got that sort of. um, He's like the the big name and He's the one that everyone he's most sought after. If we can bring him into that midfield next year, then I can I can sort of forgive not not trying to strengthen in, in, in the midfield areas this summer because but it's, just, seen... it's just
3: it's just whether you think you know this summer like this season, I, I get what you're saying and I agree with Bellingham. You know, I absolutely do want us to sign world class talent and he can be your, your centre mid for ten years. You know, he's 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 that he's that age, but. You've still got this season to contend with. And looking at it, I think Henderson, Thiago Fabinho on paper is our start midfield three. And yeah. rightly so, you know what I mean? I've got no issues with that. But if we're being honest, you know, Thiago picks up Knox. Henderson has been getting his game time managed last season. You know, he does pick up Knox and he's been getting rotated. Behind that, we've got Milner, who's 37. We've got Kate, who, who you know, he's effervescent Milner, but let's be honest, he's 37. You know, it, it's like, you have got Keita, who... Picks up a lot of knocks. He's had, but he's had, actually had a good preseason and he ended the season well. But I'm still not 100 percent convinced. And then you've got the likes of Oxley Chamberlain, who's now injured. He's out, you know, for potentially three months. Might as
2: well forget about him. He's finished. And then, and then
3: you've got the likes of Curtis Jones. Who I'm, I'm still not convinced about. Yeah, I think, I, like him. I, I just don't think he's, he's, he's quite good enough to really say. If we had to rely on him for 20 games in a season, I'd be very, very worried. You know, like I think show,
2: of, if, if you look at the start of last season, no, Harvey Elliott was getting played ahead of him. You know, we. I think Harvey Elliott's definitely in front of Curtis Jones, so you're you looking more to him to to take them roles. But even then, he's a kid, and it's a
3: big, it's a big expectation to expect him to it come
2: is, in. Yeah, and play the the By no way am I comparing them to him. But Gerard came in when he was a kid, and Gerard absolutely set the world alight. So the, you don't know until you get the opportunity. Do you know? Do you know I'm, what? Do you know what I
1: will say? I, I, I think Harvey Elliott looks looks different. He looks he looks like one of those like. Not the I want to, don't want to say one in a million, but you know yeah, he but he's got carries it. himself so so yeah. much confidence, and yeah. and I think he's ready. Like and this I, I Carvalho, do.
2: we, we don't know about this Carvalho. Like I'm yeah. saying before, if he's saying he's looking to get in the Portugal squad, he's obviously expecting and probably yeah. being told that he's going to get good game time. Otherwise, he wouldn't be expecting that. Let's let's remember Carvalho as well. Oh, he, he was one of the best players in the championship last yeah. year. Yeah. He's not it was Elliot when he was not, a black alone. Yeah,
1: exactly. So these are two players that have have done as much as they can as that level below. They'd be too good for for teams, you know. They'd be yeah, yeah. too good for the likes of us. So, I I don't think they're to be
3: sniffed at them too. Um, I, 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 it's it's not that. It's just that it's when you options of both young kids, it's you know mm. what I mean. It's it's like I just I just want I, I would. I, I guess you're liked...
1: comparing it to like the, your Chelsea's where their backups are Pulisic
3: and. And, and players like that and, and maybe Just City. More, yeah, a bit more yeah. seasons you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you look at City midfield like their options their backup options like one, you know what I mean it's like it comes in into their midfield and they've got Calvin like so, top so. draw, yeah, draw options in, in that midfield so I still think it's the area that I'm worried about I think we're going to need a little bit of luck with injuries in that midfield if we're going to go all the way and that's 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 the worry for me is that if we didn't because we we do, we didn't or we look doesn't look like we're gonna get the Bellingham thing over the line this summer. It, it it's one of them is I just don't want us to be relying on like having a perfect injury record, you know, to, to get away with it. And and that's That's just worry make sure we
2: give them an extra puff of the inhaler.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, because you, you, I look at the likes of Spurs and they've gone and on, on signed like, um, rumor, right? He was a good player. Do you know what I mean? That was a, a very, FX, big effect signing. That was a beam for years, yeah. Relatively low money, Premier mm. League proven, looks a good player. I don't think that really discourages it from going for Bellingham next year. You know, what did he pay for him? Mm. I can't remember what he paid, but it, was, it wasn't was massive money. I, I think
1: it was 15, 15, 16 million up front, rising to
3: like 20 mm. odds. That type of and I think, would have been like a you know, a clever one to make, I think, in the summer. And then, you know what I mean? You bolstered your options and you haven't really blew your budget, you know. So that, something say, pay, that is something
2: else. What I'd say that who's to say that we weren't in for them? Who's to say that we weren't having talks? But Tottenham are offering <coughs> them first-team football every week and we're offering them your back backup. Uh, we just never. We were never. We
3: were linked with them previously, but we were never linked with them this summer by any. Uh, I haven't seen seen it yeah, really when anywhere. You, when did you
2: see anything linked with linking us with Fabinho when we signed him? Yeah, maybe,
3: maybe. Don't remain, you hot don't hot know.
2: You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But the, the, the good thing, true. and we've always said it, the good thing with Liverpool since Klopp has come in is that you don't really hear of anything until it's it's done. Mm. So the, the oh. fact that we've, you know, we we've not brought someone in. It, it's not to say that we haven't been looking. It's not to say that we haven't been in for for the uh, consumer. It's just that we probably couldn't offer him the, the, the game time that he's going to get at Spurs. He's probably going to walk into their midfield and be their starting uh, defensive mid. Whereas yeah, for us, still, be... there's,
3: there's still four weeks of the window, isn't there? So, you know what I mean? You never know. I know we don't yeah, normally yeah, do there's, there's, there's
0: still hope you might log on to Sky Sports one day. And as Gary said, this is all very secretive. And it says Liverpool have signed Fabian Delph. I Make mean, it what you want.
3: Yeah. It's a is what <laughs> you're imagining? You well, more likely is that we log on to Sky Sports and Liverpool I mean, have signed you Bellingham,
0: and we've South
3: Fabians off. By. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I mean, it, it, it so it, it, that's the that's the only area that I'm I'm a bit concerned about. But it's not to say I'm I'm panicking or or anything like that. I think you know well, I, on I the back it's of gonna, go on Gary,
2: sorry. I think it's just going to depend on as, as we just very quickly on how the kids do perform in it. how how, how Elliot comes into the team how Carvalho settles into the team if they can settle in quite well and as you say we're lucky with injuries we'll be sad
1: Mm. On on the back of that then uh, we're going to move on to the the part of the show that I've been dreading since Millsy suggested it Um, expectations or predictions for for the season now as you said before Millsy, we've got till the end of August for the transfer window so I'm going to assume that things go a lot better than they have done so far with my with my prediction or, or expectation We'll we'll start with we'll start with you, Millsy.
0: <laughs> start with the more negative one, so <laughs> yeah, you can end yeah. on a bit of a positive yeah. one. Look, I, I think it's going to be tough. I, I think I, I think as it stands now, it's definitely definitely going to be tough. I don't expect the window to shut on this squad. I do think there's more business to be done. Whether it can be the right business that will improve us to get us away from a relegation fight, I can only hope. But I don't expect it. Um, this is evident at the end of the day. I'm going into this season. Be eyes wide open, I I, I don't think, despite them winning three important games or four important games the back end of last season, I I don't think it's still a very good team. I think there's going to be times next season that's going to be tough for us as fans. I think we're going to leave Goodison Park a few times, not happy, going to watch away games, not happy. Um, I think it's important that we do stick together as a fan base this season. I don't think it's going to be a really, really great season. I I think it's relying on us to, to carry into this season what we did at the end of last season as fans I, I think with that that has shown to give that team more points by itself the fans getting behind that team last season was worth points, it was points in the bag um, we've got to do that as fans but the team on the pitch despite the fact that I owe them all a pint for for getting, getting us out of it against Crystal Palace despite the fact that he got us into it in the first place but they got us out of it I'm forever be indebted to, to forever not to have gone down last season to the group of players who, who did that for us but I can't, I can't expect any more than around, at best, bottom-half bit table from that team.
2: If the window shuts with what Judgy said, that then three players that are rumoured to come in, you're taking 15th now?
0: I, I think I, I've never come on and say i take anything because I think it's just a, a rod for everyone's back who says that. Uh, so I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> I, think the, I think the position you're saying there, I, I wouldn't be surprised to haven't finished around there next season, even with Cornet and Barkley.
1: I I can't disagree with a lot of things you've said. To be fair, I think the the couple of factors for me, which which give me a little bit more optimism, and when I say optimism, it's optimism that we won't be in a relegation fight, and um, that's I, I think the general backing that the the manager and his team have got. It seems from the players that the amount of times, even over a short period, that they've responded, which is the way to to his kind of criticisms and the way that he's gone about it. I think the fan base being behind the manager is a factor. I think that the fact that we've got. A young team, and I say young team because you look at, um, let's go through them, Patterson, Godfrey, Michalenko, um, Gordon, Dwight McNeil, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, all the other sides are 25. I, I think that's going to be a plus and a, and, and a negative for us. I think we'll we, I think we'll lose some games handsomely because of that, where the, maybe the, the young players have got a bit carried away. But I think at, at times, I think we've got a lot more energy and, and legs than athleticism that we've had than we've had in recent years as well. Um I think we've got if you can get the best out of you know McNeil, if if Corne comes in and does well, if we see a, a better Deli Alley, an improved Deli Alley, if we see Calvert Lewin back to the, the you know the way that he was a couple of seasons ago, I think there's far more goals despite the fact that we're worried about that without Richarlison. Um I still think with all that said, that I do agree with a lot of things you said. I think I think we're looking at best maybe ninth and worst probably 14th Um, I think that's about where we are I don't think and, and again I'm going to put me put me in neck on the line I don't think we're going to be relegation fodder I, I really don't over the stretch Um, but you know it, it all remains to be seen I, I think it's a question of quality and, and, and whether some of the players can <clears throat> realise their potential this season I think it's a massive season for Anthony Gordon You we know, we got a lot of accolades for his impact in terms of his pace and, and you know his a lot more responsibility on his shoulders, but he's got to produce the goods this season in terms of yeah. goals and actual assists because that was yeah. lacking in his game yeah. last season. Uh, I think if he can do it, like I say, if Dwight McNeil can do it. I think if Carvat Lou can get can get goals again, if Tarkowski can continue to be the influence that he was, if if we even get seventy percent of the Garnegie that we had, and Decore you know plays alongside him, I don't think it's it, it's as as glo- doom and gloom. But I like Teddy with that Liverpool, but for different reasons, we need a lot of luck with injuries as well. Yeah. If we lose a Calvert Lewin if we lose, you know, um, a Tarkowski and someone else at the same time. Suddenly we are right, right down there, and, and we will really struggle with the, the lack of characters in that
2: squad. It's a big um, season for Lampard as well. Oh, huge! Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a, he's got a show. He's got a show that he can pick the team up. You know, yeah. I know you. I know you had the the big celebration after the Palace game, and you he stayed up and stuff, but. Their heads will still be down with the with the terrible mm. season that he's had. So he's got to show that. He, and, and as you were saying before the preseason, o- only you know they're getting beat by an MLS side, and then you know conceding two two bad goals against Black, Blackpool, and he's got to be able to pick them up. And the first game being Chelsea, tough start. It, that. It's not just pick them up, is it? It's it's to to
3: he can set a team up and build yeah. a system on their because when when you when you're coming in and you're just trying to stay up. You're throwing shit at the wall, open something, yeah. you can just get through it. You know what I mean? And you're doing it with an old squad that's not your, not your team and stuff like that. I know his hands are tied a little bit in the transfer window, but he's now had time to work with the players. He's had a pre season and stuff. He's got a mind, and it's not in his mind the way he wants to play with the three at the back. And if he institutes that and it falls on his face, then it's like, what else has he got? You know, that's a test of his metal in it, really. Um, so I think it is a big season for him. Definitely. Absolutely,
0: yeah. And we've got we've got a, um, a, a trigger happy owner who, who showed many times that he will not to get to Christmas. If everything in the trouble by trouble by Christmas, there's been three occasions he's bulleted bulleted managers by Christmas. Um, you know, if it, 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 it Benitez was just after sorry, so yeah, I think the Reds have made a great point. I think I think it's massive on Lampard. I, I think the winds all being open whilst the start of the season is in play doesn't help him. And I don't think it helps that we've got Chelsea and Liverpool in the first five games. It's, 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 it's going to be tough. And it's, it's going to be, if you're taking Everton away from it, it's going to be an interesting watch for a neutral to see what Lampard does with Everton this season. Do
1: you know what? I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree. with. Uh, I know what you're saying about it doesn't help having Chelsea and Liverpool in the first five games. But yeah, it's a blessing. What? Well, I think it's a blessing. I do. I think whilst Chelsea are not in, in full pelt and news, aren't maybe completely up to speed. You know, even if we get beat in both them games, but we don't get beat handsomely, it, it, it's it's not but going to kill Thomas. the players. Yeah. Uh, you know, they no one will be going into that game. You know, the press, the club, ourselves, the players, the manager, expecting to beat Liverpool or Chelsea. But I think while you've whilst you've got those two teams that are not completely up, because you've seen what Liverpool, you tend to start the season with a few one nils, and and you know you kind of just start to get into gear, and then you'll. Six, seven games, just smash someone, and you're going. So I, I think I, I, do think that playing Chelsea, the first game is probably as as good as you can get for us because we can just make it uncomfortable for them potentially, and just try and disrupt things and and what have you. They're, they're into Surrey as well. Chelsea, they've
3: got loads of players that like don't want to be at the club, and you know, players have left and stuff, and you know, you you've got their manager come out in pre season and saying we're not ready, we're not good enough, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so it's not like Chelsea, are like. You know, putting some absolute machine together where you think they're going to start and go off like house on fire. It doesn't look like they are. I mean, obviously, a look at us and um, you know, we should be expected to win that game. But as you say, you know, early on in the first couple of games of the season, I never even bet on them or nothing because it's, it, it's so hard. It, like, teams are starting into the groove and players might be a bit slower getting up to up to speed and fitness and stuff. So, as you say, Bridget, I agree with you. I think it's a bit of a free for you so, You know, you wouldn't be expected to get anything, and then you do get some a bonus as long as you don't get sunk.
2: Mm. I mean. Where is the first derby?
0: It's a good, it's a good. Isn't it? It's the first game after the transfer window closes, like the fifth of September or something. Um, and I, I, I completely. Do you know what? I completely get what you to say about them being free hits. The point I was making is is I just don't think it's healthy for Lampard to be near the bottom of the table so early in the season and having to make up ground. I think he much would prefer to have these teams after the first five or six games.
1: Okay, well, on, on to Liverpool anyway. Um, obviously completely different set of <laughs> circumstances on your side, but the challenge, obviously, following on from last season, is to
3: is to overthrow Man City in the league, isn't it? Yeah, that has to be the expectations, isn't it, guys? I mean. Like every season, we go into it, and I think we showed last season we should be going into every season now, thinking we can win every competition. You know, I think we've been guilty in the past with the domestic cups of being a bit, you know, a bit not not too too interested in them. Um, but I think you know, given what we've done last year, you know, I th- I, th- I think now we we can expect that we should and could go to you know the full distance in every comp the same way that City, you know, generally fan- their fans probably think that with their team, so. I'm pleased that we did that last year, obviously, as Gary mentioned, it was disappointing. We lost the league and we lost the Champions League final by a single goal. But it was like, you know, it, it, we're, we're good enough to win every competition we enter. And that's, I wouldn't say it's my expectation for us to go on and, and win all four, but
2: yeah, be a tough ass even to even attempt yeah. to do that again,
3: especially with the World Cup in the middle, sandwiched in the middle. But I think, you know, this season again, it has to be the league one league title and one Champions League, you know what I mean? Like. It's it, we we just need another. We need to win that league. You know what I mean? Again, I think on under Klopp and
2: I think that's got to be the main aim, hasn't it? Uh, even even more so than the Champions League and and the, the domestic cups. Now the fact that you know we've always cried that we want to see a good domestic cup run. We want to see us go and win a couple of them because you know Man City are batting them out season in season out. The fact that we won the boat last season, I, I, I wouldn't mind us doing what we've done previously and just sort of taking a backward step and then again and. You know, really going all out for the league, and even even the Champions League. I know, I know, them games only come come around now and again, but when you do play in them, I just think if if it means say we've got like a, I don't know a, a City on the weekend or a, a Chelsea Tottenham on the weekend, i would even be inclined <clears> to go all out for the league as opposed to the Champions League because that that's got to be what we've got to go for this year. We've got to for me, we've got to win at least one of them two. Oh, the Premier yeah, I Bulls, think yeah, the yeah, that's, it, that, the league, it?
3: that's yeah, what you've got the, or the Champions League, but I think we both and, and pretty much every red wants the league, don't we? You yeah. know what I mean? We've seen us win the Champions League, we celebrated it with the team, but you know the league, we didn't quite get that yeah. that sort of release, you know that 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 we wanted. Um, and I think we do we do definitely need you know another league title, um, to sort of say that this era, you know, was uh, as 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 rewarded us. Um, I think the difficulty, and I always say it is like. In any one-off game I actually think on a one-off game we're better than City you know what I mean I, I think head-to-head head, I think we're better than them um, you know I think the results bear that out over the last you know the time with Klopp and, and Pep um, but the league being that it's a 38-game season that squad depth is so important you know what I mean That that's where it tells and that's why we keep maybe sort of coming up a little bit short is that they've just got that richness of, of squads to rotate players in that we just don't quite have and and you know I think having a bit more of a dynamic option up front as we've said it, it will help in them sort of draw turning them draws into wins that we had last year because we only lost was it, I think it was four games all season in all competitions wasn't it and, and you know what I mean and to, and to to not win the league and not win the champions league in that in that circumstances like but it, it again it, it does come down to draws um you know then them games where we just never quite got it over the line and I think having them different options up front. Hopefully we we can we can start to put that you know that them draws to turn them draws into wins and I just want us to start well I think when we won the league it was on the back of us just going off like a train and winning every yeah. wasn't it all the way yeah. and right through the crumble period where it was just we were uncatchable and I think that's what we almost need to do is have a really really good first half up to that World Cup you know what I mean and 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 let's let City chase us because. I don't think that that really suits them they they prefer to get ahead in, in games and yeah, in the league definitely. and then, you know what I mean do what they need to do and I just want them chasing us so go on, we'll then. see what happens
1: Go on then positions then me and Millsy put our necks on the line quite easily yeah. really, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll go I'll say we'll win it we'll win the league yeah, I fancy us this season I do. I do
3: I think the way we responded last season you know given how bad we were the season before with the defence and we lost all them games at home and stuff I think we do. you know. We, we seem to get better every year, so I, why, why wouldn't? I think that we can go and win this Premier League this year. So,
2: yeah, I'm hoping we win it.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough now. In years gone by, I might have sniggered or as a little bit of a season remark. <laughs> Can't I'm, believe I'm how quiet it not, is. I'm certainly not throwing stones in. In, the, in the glass house that I live in. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, thank, thanks everyone. Uh, we just wanted to, obviously, get online before the season started. It's obviously been Quiet in terms of live shows over the summer, but uh, again, we have had some material out there and we wanted to have a break after a, what was an emotional roller coaster for the Blues and, and equally so for different reasons for the Reds. But hopefully, you enjoyed it. Um, again, massive push on. Please subscribe if you, if you haven't subscribed already. Quick click of the button helps us massively. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you after the first games of the season this weekend and, and hopefully get back to a, a normal routine of football and shows. Catch you all soon.